Conspiracy Theorists and welcome to our first episode of Conspiracy Corner. We're your hosts Lauren and Bianca. And in this week's topic, we'll be talking about Cartoon Network. What comes to mind when you think Cartoon Network, Lauren? Personally, I didn't really watch it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, when nothing else was on, maybe... You go like to your Disney. channel if you're bored. Exactly. See, I classify. Mm, I think Cartoon Network, ABC, kind of the same for me. If it was on, it was on, but it wasn't my go to. Yeah, like ABC3, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, oh, Pound Puff Girls are on, I'm going to watch it. Mm, So. Hannah Montana's on the other channel, I'm like, no. Exactly. All right, Pound Puff Girls, good segue. So, some of the shows that were aired on Cartoon Network include Ben 10. What do we think of Ben 10? Do we watch? Never watched it. Nah. No. Okay, so we're going to skip Ben 10. I mean, I know it was a big thing. There was heaps of, like, did you have those boys in your primary school that would have the Ben 10 watches? That one weird kid. And that I mean, was it. I wasn't going to say that, but sure, we're being honest. That's what you get from us. Anyway, moving on, Adventure Time. I feel like this one maybe wasn't our era. It says 2010, which is still Y2K, everyone. Just made it in. But, I personally, I didn't really watch. Me neither. No. I'm pretty no, sure... I don't want to get, like, I don't know if this is true, but I'm pretty sure the people who made Adventure Time are the same people who made Rick and Morty, which is really popular now. Yeah, I do get the vibes. Okay, moving on. Um, The Powerpuff Girls. My favourite. I've always wanted to be Bubbles. Oh, I see it. The blonde hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's just my favourite. I mean, there's some dark theories about that show too, but don't think that's on our agenda today. Today. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of a good one to wrap it. Ed, Ed and Eddie. Do you remember that one? Is that the dog? No, it's not. No, it's, it's like the, the three kids. No, I never watched that. Oh, okay. I feel like that was before my time. Actually, yes, 1999 to 2008, so I guess it's not really Y2K. But Total Drama Island. Yes. That was a good end. Yes. And yes. Mm-hmm. What did we think of that, that show? I loved it. I haven't watched it in years. Same. It's on Netflix. But I, I did see that, and I mm. was tempted. Mm. That I decided against it. Not too sure why. I mean, it was kind of a weird show. Like, they were... Literally, some of the battles they had to do. I remember there was this one episode where they went into, like, shark-infested waters. Now, if this is a kid's show, I don't know how good that is to show, but, you know, everyone to their own. Questionable choices. I think we should yes. end with... Oh, yeah, no, no. We'll, we'll end with um, Total Drama Island because we need to start getting into the theories. Well, this week, I am doing the show with Tom and Jerry. Ah, yes. Yes. I should have picked that and up. As you can see, I am a great Tom and Jerry fan. Do you want to shout out where you, where you got the top from? 
I'm not sure. Great. I think it was misguided. I am not sure. Great. But from people who are just listening, I'm currently wearing a Tom and Jerry shirt, mm-hmm. and it's one of my favorite shirts. Um, anyway, Tom and Jerry is just like a little cartoon-based thing where the cat is always trying to kill the mouse. Mm-hmm. Classic. Classic um, rivalry. Anyway, the... Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, for the conspiracy, gets kind of dark. The show was started in 1940 but was was still going yeah but was still going through in the y2k era wow that's what counts that's pretty good that it was aired that long yeah it's been going for a while that's some solid ratings right there exactly Mm. tom trying to still kill that cat Mm. that mouse i mean (laughs) (laughs) scratch that the mouse just to clarify tom is the cat yeah and, and I'm pretty sure, don't don't quote me here, but I'm pretty sure Tom is named Tom because he's a Tomcat. No? Well, we will be getting into that. Oh, did I just spoil Thank something? Thank you for the lead wave. <laughs> Not really. Because you were wrong. Oh, never mind. Okay. So, when it was aired in 1940, that was the same year as the Battle of Britain, as the war between Britain and Germany. Damn. Now, don't know if you can get where, I hear, where I'm going from here now. Tom stands for the Tommies, the British soldier, soldiers. Stop. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that came from the Tom Atkins, was the was used as Tom, no, John Smith on the form to sign up for the army. Oh, wow. So you know our John Smith, as an exemplar, mm-hmm. theirs was... Tommy Atkins. So that became popular. That became a popular joke and known, and all soldiers in Britain came to be known as Tommies. Wow, the more you know. This is really exactly. scratching on my modern history knowledge. Mine is very, very small, but you know, that's fine. <laughs> um, now, in the beginning, the first episode of Tom and Jerry. Tom was originally called Jasper, just for the first episode. Uh-huh. But then, suspiciously, was changed to Tom after that. Suspiciously. Let's um, hone Suspicious. into that. Yes. <laughs> now, don't know if you're getting what I'm throwing in here, I'm but Jerry... yes. Jerry the Mouse is actually, stands for Jerry's, the German soldiers. Damn, way to make it political, can I just say. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See where I'm going here. Yeah. These these name choices were no accident, right? As they were currently battling the same year this show came out. I mean, i got to say, just I don't know if you're still going with that theory, but i got to say that does make a lot of sense, personally. Yeah. That's kind of one that's not going to be hard to fold. I mean that won't be that you can't fault because really yeah, the whole the whole premise of the show is a cat and a mouse chase will like battling it out. Exactly. So if you like compare that to a game. war and a big war, like mm-hmm. I believe it. Exactly. The show was an American show just before the Americans joined the war. Dun dun. So they were. 
so they're watching it as an outside perspective, right? Okay. And every time Tom would try and kill Jerry, he failed with Jerry end up getting back at him, making him the winner. Yes, because I, that's what I was going to say too. This show's been running for what? Since 1940s. And this cat yeah. still hasn't managed to get the mouse successfully. Never. So, yeah. like, how – this is just – yeah. You know what? I'm just going to let you continue because I'm slowly processing the, it. Yeah. So, Jerry is seen to, be, seen to have a superior intelligence against the Toms. The Tommies. Um, making the audience believe that he is superior and mm-hmm. the winner and all of that. And seeing as Jerry is just a victim to all the evil evil schemes that Tom did towards him. Ooh, victim. Mm. Key word right yes. there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the weirdest part about the whole conspiracy is that the Jerry is the good guy. Would you like to um explain? So Jerry's is the Germans, i.e. Hitler. Yeah. We wouldn't hit good guys wouldn't really be going in the same sentence. But no. elaborate. That is the weird so that is the weird part that the Germans are seen as the good guys in this TV show. The mm. Americans are going for the weird mm. let's praise the Germans kind of way. Mm. Which is a bit a bit odd, but that's suspicious. Yeah. I think so myself. Even at one stage in the show it is seen that Jerry ha- Jerry draws a Hitler moustache on Tom. Yeah. Okay, now listen. This is just, this is sinking me deeper and deeper. I mean, there's going to be, personally, some of my theories don't believe. But this one for, for Tom and Jerry, i got to say, it's, you're selling me. You're selling me right now. I don't see any faults. I really don't. I don't. And th- I'm being genuine here. Like too much, too much factors into play that are actually selling this theory for me. Exactly. Now there is another theory of Tom and Jerry, um, where Tom is actually very fond of Jerry, and they're actually friends. Because you know how they're trying to kill, he's trying to kill him every time, every episode, with for a different some, way. For well, some reason, that that's giving me very enemies to lovers type of storyline. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, so apparently they're best friends. And to protect Jerry, as he is a rodent after all, Tom has to pretend to hate him so that he does not get replaced by the owner to oh. kill the rodent in the house. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, so in front of the owner, he has to chase him around, try and get him, and just continue that facade. I mean, that does explain why, again, going back to the point, this mouse is never caught. This show has been going on for how long and not once. Don't correct me if I'm wrong, but if this was realistic, this mouse would be dead by now. Probably in the first couple of episodes. But this went on for how long and this mouse was not injured once. So. Exactly. Need we say more? So. To ensure that the master is fully aware of the hate that Jerry has for he has for Jerry, and does not get replaced, he yeah 
he has to just continue to <laughs> he just has to continue to this try and catch this mouse. Yeah. Yeah. So he's but basically never saying actually catch him. Basically saying, Okay, we're best buddies off screen, but as soon as the owner comes in the house, you're my enemy. Exactly. They're probably chilling out together. Probably chilling. They're probably just, you know, you can cut the cameras, best buddies, as he said. But I don't know, I'm really rolling with that one. But so far, I do have to say the German and what was it? German and English soldier, that type of theory, that yeah. was, that sold me. But this is more it's like a goofy one. It's just timing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so as you can see, Jerry is nat- actually never harmed at all or killed. It always comes out good at the end. Yeah, very true. And there's another small theory at the end where they both commit suicide. Um, this could be linked into the best friend theory, but it is seen in the last episode that they both kill themselves. It um, is seen in the last episode. Yeah, apparently. Wow. Yeah. It's not actually seen, but Hinted it is suspected. Okay. Yeah, that they don't, that they're both, you know. Um, that's that's all the theories I have for Tom and Jerry. Wow, I mean, okay. I, that last I believe one, <laughs> that last one kind of threw me yeah. off, not going to lie. gets a bit deep. It's like they had like a suicide pact. I mean, I can see how that last one ties into the best buddies because, mm-hmm. you know, they don't, he doesn't want to maybe, let's just roll with it. Let's just say Tom doesn't want to have to kill the mouse, Jerry, if if we should say. Um, yeah. So instead of killing his best friend, they both go out together. Exactly. I mean, they have been alive since 1940. I've got to say. So. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's what's really selling me on the thing where Tom is actually does have no intent to kill Jerry because how can you go fighting over what? How long? I'm, I'm not – I'm going to put it out there. I'm not good with maths. But that's a long time to be chasing after a cat and – I mean chasing after a mouse and truly meaning it. But it's a solid 80 years. There we go. That's a long time to not catch a little mouse. You have a big cat versus a little mouse. Now, something exactly. something else has to be into play there. And maybe it is their friendship. Maybe. Because in reality, mouse can be caught in seconds. Exactly. That's been seen before. Pretty decent. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say, out of the three, the one that personally I think is most believable is the first one. I'm still going to stick with the first one. Oh, 100%. There's no doubt about that one. Because the timing with things, I just think the ending to how you said um, they're trying to frame Hitler, or sorry, the Germans, as in a good light. Now that's a bit... Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a bit sus. That's a bit it's sus a bit right there. Mm-hmm. That could lead into other theories in itself. But since we're only sticking to Tom and Jerry today, i got to say those were some solid theories, Lauren. I do believe so as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's move on to your theories that you've got for me. Okay. So delving into my conspiracies, 
Now the show I have chosen is Trumbull Scooby Doo. Now I am excited for this. I really wanted to add the little theme song because in my opinion the Scooby Doo theme song is quite iconic. But you know, copyright stuff like that can't do and I don't think you want to hear me sing it, so we're just gonna skip that. (laughs) Okay, so personally I love Scooby Doo. I don't know about you, Lauren. Did that that show appeal to you? Yes, yeah. Um yeah, yeah. It was a bit scary as a kid. A little bit. I yeah, I wasn't the best of a child and Let's just say I have a fear of gas masks and that uh, big helmet thing. Not yeah. the best. Yeah. Didn't enjoy that. Love the show though. Yeah. Now, Scooby Doo has been running for a long time. I'm pretty sure around the same time as Tom and Jerry. And it's oh. had a lot of spin off shows too. So it's had Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo, Where Are You? Scrappy Doo. Don't know if you know that one. Apparently, it's, it's Scooby Doo's nephew. I didn't know dogs could have nephews, but. <gasps> It's a thing. <laughs> then we have right Mystery here. Incorporated, which is the newest version, I believe. I think that was 2010, around that time. Um, but it was very popular during the Y2K era, and I know personally it was one of my favourite shows as a little kid. I love Scooby-Doo. Yeah. It appealed to me a lot, you know? Um, so basically the show is about these five kids Five or four, maybe four. <laughs> I think it's four. Fred, Daphne, Velma, and Shaggy. Four. I counted in the dog. <laughs> so the the show is named after um, a dog that can talk, also known as Scooby Doo, and his Scooby owner Doo. is Shaggy. And Shaggy's three friends, Velma, Daphne, and Fred, are all have started this. I think they're known as Mystery Incorporated. This is the newest one I'm referring to, but I don't know what they were called in the 1950s. But they're basically like this gang of mystery solvers, okay? So on with the theories. I don't want to drag on too much about anything else. Now the first theory, I think you might like this, Lauren, is that Shaggy, and this is a very believable one. The site I've got these, I coined this from tvtropes.com, if anyone's interested. And um, this this first theory, a lot of people agreed. I think it was like 19,000, 19,000, the exact number, people have agreed oh. with, with this theory. Okay, so yes, Shaggy, the main one of the main characters, is a pothead. I see it. Yeah. <laughs> do we see it? Do we see it? I do see it. I see okay. him rolling down the beach on his skateboard. Yeah, yeah gives that vibes. Bad. Skater boy vibes, yeah. long shaggy hair, shaggy. Shaggy hair. Never mind. So, anyway, the theory that goes along with this, that Shaggy is a pothead, suggests that the talking dog, which is Scooby-Doo, is all in Shaggy's head. So, it's a part of, I guess, the side effects of the drugs he's taking. He's imagining this dog, his dog, talking to him. So, I guess, since Scooby-Doo is the the main character of the whole show... Could all just be in Shaggy's head. That is interesting. Maybe we don't just, know. Yeah, so to go along with that, that, if you to, if you have any questions, because you might be thinking, "Hey, what about Velma, Daphne, and Fred that are understanding Scooby talk?" 
Well, this theory suggests that they are on a contact high from Shaggy's drugs. And that's why they, they themselves are high. So they are seeing Scooby-Doo talk because they're high themselves too. Oh, that's interesting. What are we thinking of that theory? Believable? Um, the believability of it? Well, I I believe the part where Shaggy is high and it's part of his imagination, but the part where the everyone contact, else... Yeah. Yeah, that, that's part I just high, don't see. Yeah, it's a bit of a reach in my opinion. But, yeah. I mean, 90,000 people agree that Shaggy could potentially be a pothead. So yeah. it's a good thing to think about, I guess. So similar to that theory is that Scooby Snacks, I don't, do you know what the Scooby Snacks were? Oh, yeah. Yeah? The little treats. Yeah. Exactly. So for people who don't know, the Scooby Snacks were like a big part of the show. Um, I guess, yeah, they're these little dog treats that Shaggy eats himself to, if people weren't aware. And they basically are used to sort of, I don't know, how would you, how would you explain it? Because um, I don't know if it's either Daphne or, or Velma, one of them, they always um, use it to lure uh, Shaggy and Scooby as, like, baits because they're always the people to bait the monsters in the show. So they, it's, like, given a, as a reward to them if they go along with yeah. being bait, I guess. Um, so yeah, a reward system. A reward system, there we go. Now, the theory is that the Scooby snacks are indeed edibles. Yeah, edibles. Okay. So this is, it sort of ties into the whole Shaggy being a pothead because you're thinking, and why they had to say Scooby Snacks is to make it family friendly because it's a kid's show. Because really, why would a grown man be lured to do stuff through dog treats? Who who would be doing that, you know? Maybe, Maybe he's just hungry. Maybe... He hasn't had his five a day. Maybe, maybe. Would you like to kick it off? Since this theory centers around Shaggy yet again, would you like to um, kick it off with a Shaggy impersonation? Well, this is seen as one of the best accents of Shaggy we have ever heard. Okay, talk it up, talk it up. Well, sorry, school. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I tried. And you I know did what? Not didn't disappoint. Really did well, not disappoint. And I think it really sets up the tone. Because we needed a good little laughter moment because this theory is quite dark indeed. Okay, so the theory is that Shaggy is a Vietnam veteran who was in the canine unit. And the show, Scooby-Doo, is a hallucination of his. Okay. So, the theory suggests that he was somehow stranded in Vietnam, his dog was killed, and because he ran out of food, he ate his dog's body. Yep. Um. Yep. So, we'll just let that sink in for a moment. It's a bit... Yeah, we're we're going down that path. It's a bit dark. Um, so, because that he ate his his dog's body... This explains his constant desire to eat because he's starving. He's stranded and he's starving. And in the show, he's all him and him and Scooby. Their little bit is that they all they're always eating, they're always hungry. You know, Scooby snacks, they're always craving them. 
So that's kind of their bit. Now, going along with that theory, it also explains why Scooby talks. Because he has, he says, like, broken broken English bits, I get. I mean, his catchphrase is literally his name. So the dog is talking. Scooby-dooby-doo! There we go. That's his catchphrase coming straight from Lauren. Great job. Um, so apparently, in his hallucination, Scooby talking is the guilt of him eating his own dog. So he's given he's given his dog a persona. Persona. <laughs> there we go. Because he feels guilty for eating him. Wow. Mm. It's a That's... bit bit out there. Mm-hmm. Kind of changed my it... my my um way I view the show. Not gonna lie. Yeah, that's not the funnest way of watching. Mm. So how Skibidu. how do we um how are we feeling about believability for that one? I mean, look, it's a bit far fetched. I do agree, but it could be possible. It could work. I mean, yeah, it could work. Those two solid points could work. Anyway, it really could. It really could. Okay, so the next theory is that all the monsters in the show are real. And by ripping off their heads, that's the only way to kill them. So Shaggy and Scooby just perceive it as a mask being taken off. Because you know at the end, whenever they catch the monster, they always rip the mask off. No matter how no matter how realistic, can I just say, the mask looks, they always rip it off, rip it right off. And um, apparently that's in real life. That's them ripping off the monster's head. And yeah, it's just yeah, kind of graphic, I know. Kind of dark, I guess. But um apparently it's just Shaggy and Scooby's way of coping, I guess a coping mechanism is that they Mm -hmm. just think that instead of ripping the monster's heads off, it's just a mask and the monster isn't real. When in fact this theory suggests the monsters are real. Oh, yeah, I believe that. Believe that one? Yeah, I believe that. It's just they don't want to show that in the show, which is understandable. I mean, it is a kids' show, so... Exactly. Okay. Decapitation is not... Not not particularly family-friendly, I don't think. No. (laughs) No. Okay, so the next theory is similar to that one. Um, It's going along with how all the monsters in the show are real. But this theory suggests that the main characters, so Fred, Daphne, Velma and Shaggy, are government agents whose job it is to dispose of these monsters and cover up the evidence. And they do this by convincing the locals that it was all a hoax. So this explains the whole, I guess going back back to the whole mask thing, when they always unmask the monsters. Well, apparently they're saying that the monsters are real, but they hire people and take off the masks. After killing the real monster, they get someone to pose as the monster, and they pretend, pretend it was all a hoax. Just to not, not oh, scare, okay. not create panic, I guess. That's interesting. Hmm. So, um, what do we think? <laughs> I mean... Okay, you I know do. what? But before you before you put your two cents in, I have a little bit more about it. This explains why many 
all of the you think about it, the episodes um, center around them chasing a bad guy for the whole length. Now, in reality, wouldn't you just, you know, call the police or they, you know, they don't have to go to all these elaborate, you know, traps or all, all of these things they go to. Really, they could just call the police, get it all done and dusted there. But they don't. That is very true. I don't think I've ever seen a policeman in Scooby-Doo. That or maybe one or two, but not actually. Itself. And yeah, it also explains why they don't tackle. If you see it, they never really... Um, I think maybe once or twice they have, but they never really get physical with the so-called monster. <laughs> because... You know, like, and also in the show, the monsters always have, like, some ability. Like, they can, like, I don't know, throw people around that have, like, superhuman strength. Now, if this was an actual human, how could they have that ability? You know? Very true. Mm. So now that I've prefaced that a bit more, give me your feedback. I do believe that one. I think it's very interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to like calm the citizens down, you know, there's no need to worry. Exactly, because some of these these um monsters in the show, they look very realistic. I mean, that's that might have been why it scared you as a kid, because they're not they yeah. they don't look like just like monsters dressed in Halloween costumes. No, these are like real graphic things. So yeah, exactly. We believe I in that heard. one. Hmm? I think I do. I have heard a Scooby-Doo theory of my own. Oh, would you like to share? Yeah, I will. Okay. So, some of the monsters in Scooby-Doo, they present real people, like real authority figures. Ooh. Yeah. I did not see this one. Yeah. So, in my research for mine, I came across this one and I was like, ooh. Continue. Interesting. Please explain. So, so Abraham Lincoln has been seen when one of the helmets come off as one of the monsters, but it doesn't resemble him exactly. It's just very oddly similar. Okay. Okay. Do you not, do you not remember that episode, but sure. I follow I mean, there's been a lot of episodes. There has been a few. It's been running since the 1950s. There has been a few. Yes. Don't really have too much information on that theory. Because <laughs> I just came across a bit. Okay. But mm-hmm. I didn't see it. I, I thought it was very interesting. I mean, that 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 could be something. I, I, I kind of do see it. I kind of do. But, um, again, don't have too much information since I have not seen that episode. No. Just an idea. Okay. Okay, well, a 360 to your idea is that this is also contradicting to my last um, idea that, that all the monsters were real. This theory suggests that the gang actually sets up all the monster hoax and stops them for fame and money. Oh. Hmm. So it explains why every town they travel to suddenly has a monster issue. Because really, all the places they've literally gone to, Hawaii, I'm just naming shit off, I mean, stuff off the top of my head. <laughs> but they've they've made their way around. Each episode is kind of 
you know, set in a different location. Now, how are all these monsters disappearing out of thin air? Yeah. You know? Kind of sus. Kind of sus. So along with that, um, what they what this theory suggests that they do is that they find someone in the town who needs some extra cash and they dress them up as a monster, monster to scare people. And the gang then catches and exposes the monster to make it appear like they solved the mystery. Then they split the reward money with the so-called criminal and monster. I mean, it so, would work. Also, going back to the whole there's not really much police presence in Scooby-Doo, why would you get the police involved if you're dealing with the criminal? Exactly. Just a, just a thought. That is, that's a good theory. I like that one. Mm. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's very believable. Okay, so we're going with, I mean, I do have one more, but so far we're going to say with that theory that we're leaning towards for believability. I mean, I do believe one where the citizen is put there after they catch the the monster, just to... Mm, The government agent's theory, we do like that one. Yeah, Yeah, I like that one. Alright, to wrap it up. Okay, to wrap it up. The last theory we have is for people who like escape rooms. That's how it was um, advertised in the site that I've got these theories from. Um, So the theory is that the Scooby gang are on a paid escape room-esque mystery tour. So instead instead of solving real crimes, they're in an intense reality version of an escape room. So, I don't know, have you seen the Escape Room movie? No. Well, it's sort of it's sort of similar to this. They literally, um, it's a movie where these five people are put in an escape room. But it's like sort mm-hmm. of, uh, if you don't solve it, you die. Oh. So, I mean, it's not very similar, but it's going along with the theory that the everything's just an elaborate escape room. So there's no monsters, yeah. there's there's no bad guy. It's just part of the experience. You know? Okay, I'm not sure of that one. Okay, um, well, <laughs> to go along with that one, just add my other two cents and then I'll give you, you know, you can say if you believe it or not. Um, this always supports why their van is always mysteriously breaking down. Where a crime needs to be solved. Or, and going back to the police thing, it also explains why there's never any police presence. It's all a part of the act. Interesting. Because if you think about it, when when I was going through these theories, I kept thinking, it's so true. Literally in Scooby-Doo, or if all, all they had to do was ring the police, and a lot of the whole episode could have just been solved there and then. But they don't. Exactly. I mean, I'm pretty sure I don't want to be clear with that, but I'm pretty sure in some episodes they do call the police and then the police turns out to be corrupt or whatever, but they don't do it in every episode and I know that for a fact, so how are we thinking? Believability? Ooh, I don't like that one. I don't think it's very believable. Um, True. I feel like there's more believable theories okay. than the escape room, but so out of I, get, those, I get the idea. Out of those theories, what are we going to go with? What do we think is most believable? 
Look, I think the pothead one. Pothead one. You and 19,000 yeah. other people. Yeah, I think that one's the best. Or the cover-up with the yeah. citizens as the monsters. Government agents. I was leaning towards yeah. that one too. I gotta say, the theory that rattled me the most had to be that Shaggy ate his own dog. And the whole the whole show is just in his mind. Yeah, that, that one's a bit... That's pretty dark. Yeah. My childhood was ruined yeah. there and then. So, um... That is a bit... That is a bit much. It is a bit much. I didn't know how dark to go with these things, but that one caught my eye. So, um... Okay. That was great. I was shocked. Wow. I was surprised. Yeah. So, thank you for those conspiracies. You are welcome. That is Scooby-Doo. All the Scooby-Doo conspiracy theories I have for you today. If you guys enjoyed either the Tom and Jerry or Scooby-Doo theories and had some thoughts, let us know in the comments down below. But other than that, make sure to follow our social medias on Instagram and TikTok. And please do tune in for next week where we will discuss more theories that will once again ruin ruin your your childhood. childhood.